Welcome back to Suiting Up Varsity, a podcast dedicated to the sound of the band, the smell of popcorn, the feel of an old letter jacket, and the sight of teenagers hoisting trophies above their heads. And, most of all, to the grand history and fantastic stories, incredible personalities of Nebraska prep sports. Join us as we look back in time at the great moments from a century plus of Nebraska high school athletics. As we were hunting around this week for a third topic for the podcast, we decided to take a break from time traveling. Oh, we had a great time looking at Nebraska prep sports at the dawn of the Reagan era and at the close of World War II, and we've got a lot of other years we want to take a look at. But we thought, for a change of pace, we'd attempt instead to instigate some arguments, to start some fights to stoke some controversies in coffee shops, teachers' lounges, newspaper offices, anywhere around the Cornhusker State. To do that, we'll go to one of my favorite parts of author Jerry Mather's Nebraska High School Sports History book. Whenever I crack that book open, I invariably end up spending some time with the section where he attempted to name the greatest athlete from every single high school in the state of Nebraska, the title of which we have stolen for this episode. Want to start a fight? Mathers, writing at the end of the 1970s, was ready to scrap from the very first sentence. Want to start a fight? Just come out and state positively, he wrote, that Joe Schmo was the best athlete in Clutzville High history. I'd say you'd soon have a five-way argument going. And then he proceeded to do just that. Mathers rated athletes from 375 different Nebraska schools, both open and closed, trying to sift through what had been at that point about 90 years of prep sports names. Once in a while, he declared a tie, like between Pid Purdy and Bob Hahn, Beatrice High classes of 1923 and 1960, respectively. Other times, he chose one name, like Bob Gibson of Omaha Tech, and left off some amazing athletes like Johnny Rogers, Bob Boozer, Ron Boone, and Ray Novak. What we begin to undertake today is an update of this list. In some ways, we have it much easier. We have Mather's voice of authority to begin almost every discussion with. I say almost, because obviously he didn't have an opinion on not-then-open Millard West or Elkhorn South or other such new schools. That'll all be on us. But we'll start every school's discussion by looking at Mather's opinion from four decades ago and see how it still stands up. On the other hand, we have almost another 40 years of athletes to throw into the argument and create more controversy. For example, none of his 375 fight-starting winners were female. Girls' athletics, still in their infancy in Nebraska at the time he was writing, didn't get much space in his book. I bet we'll have more than a couple schools where the female greats will be right in the middle of the conversation. Another factor that we have to consider, much as we did the last few weeks when we tried to pick out the athlete of the year of 1946 or 1980, is do we look at just their high school accomplishments Or do we use our time-traveling abilities to consider their college and professional achievements? Looking at Mather's list, I'd say he leaned heavily on the post-high school success to judge. For example, he likes Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Sam Crawford. A Wahoo warrior from 1890, even though we know little about his Wahoo high school days. For now, let's leave that an open question. In the end, it's just one more thing to stoke those arguments. 
And another issue, throughout this process, we're going to be asking, what about multi-sport success versus a one-sport pro, a one-sport standout? Does amazing success in that one sport trump a three- or four-sport athlete in high school? We'll just leave that question sitting there for now as well, except to say I don't promise consistency on either issue. Remember, we are trying to start some fights here. And finally, how much does team success factor in? We all know that a player on a state championship team is much more likely to be honored as All-State than someone whose team fell in districts. That's just the nature of the beast. Does being on a couple great teams help an athlete's case because he's obviously a, quote, winner? Or should we be suspicious that maybe he or she looks better than he or she really was because of being surrounded by talent that other schools or other teams didn't have? In order not to bury ourselves with too much in one episode, we'll start our rebooted list with just the Class A schools, current and traditional. That is, schools that spent much of their history as Class A before being bumped in the middle of Lincoln and Omaha expansion. That will give us about 40 schools to worry about, and we may end up dividing this into a couple episodes. And that will also let us avoid, for a time, some of the tricky questions about consolidated schools and how to deal with their tangled histories. I suppose the alphabet is as good as any ordering device I can come up with. No need to come up with anything else to start fights, right? When we've got a topic like this. Oh, but I see that's going to bring us to the Bellevue schools very early in the process. Dang, I guess we are going to have issues, if not with consolidation, then with big school splits. Let's do that this way. Bellevue High becomes Bellevue East and retains the Chieftain nickname. So we'll call that one inclusive history, Bellevue High slash Bellevue East, and we'll treat Bellevue West as a separate school with its own distinct shorter history. That should cover uh, lots of the other Class A situations. Anybody want to have a fight about that? (laughs) All right, here we go. Much of our uh, nomination process, I guess you would call, uh, comes from some other uh, lists that we have available. Uh, Besides Mather's list, we'll always look at who he chose, Uh, but we also have the Omaha World Herald and Lincoln Journal Star Athletes of the Year, and we have the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame. So as we go through each school, we'll look at their past winners of Athletes of the Year and the people they have in the Hall of Fame and a few other things here and there uh, and compare those athletes and see who we think is the best athlete ever at each school. The first school on our list will be the Alliance Bulldogs. Okay, let's look at what Mather has. Mather split this award between Randy Borg, 1970, and Rick Kettlecut, 1960. Except I think we've got a problem right away because I don't think he meant Rick Kettlecut. I think he means Jim Kettlehut and 1961. So let's look at those two, uh, Mather's choice. First, Kettlecut, 1961. He's a half-mile gold medalist and set the state record in the half-mile in 1961. He was an honorable mention All-State basketball player as a junior and scored 16 in their uh, first-round win at state. Uh, He was all-class A basketball as a senior and played quarterback in football and was a Lincoln Journal Star Athlete of the Year nominee in 1961. And remember that 1961 is a... is a tough year to be running for Athlete of the Year uh, when Gail Sayers can't even win that one. 
Randy Borg, class of 1970, was honorable mention All-State basketball and football. Uh, he claimed to be the first boy to qualify for state golf all four years. I haven't been able to verify that. Uh, he was a Coaches Association All-Star in basketball. And then he was a walk-on in football who became a two-year defensive back starter at Nebraska. Uh, and he returned a 77-yard punt for a touchdown in Coach Osborne's first game against UCLA. So those two right away, you see, uh, that Mather couldn't pick. Uh, I think Kettlehut probably had the better high school uh, resume, uh, and Randy Borg probably had the better post-high school. But let's look from uh, beyond 1980 and see if there's anybody we need to add. Uh, First of all, we get our first female athlete, 1985, class of 1985, Amy Stevens. She was All-State basketball multiple years, set state records for career points and points in a season and in a game. Those are state records. She was a four-year starter at Nebraska, averaged 17 points a game throughout college. Uh, She was a District 5 All-American and twice All-Big 8. She finished second in career scoring at Nebraska, first in assists and steals. She played for the United States national team, played professionally in Germany, and uh, was a head coach at UNK and Drake and now is a, an assistant coach. Um, you know, I, I think she trumps them. <laughs> and I'd be ready to hand over the Alliance uh, uh, athlete of forever to her, um, even though she was just a one-sport athlete as far as I can tell, except for this. Alliance high class of 2010, Jordan Hooper. Second in the long jump as a freshman and sophomore. Four other track medals in the 200 long jump and 4 by one relay. She was all Nebraska basketball, sophomore, junior, and senior years. She was four-time all-Class B first team, so she was first-team All-State as a freshman, three-time honorary captain of the Class B All-State team, also a four-time letter winner in volleyball, All-State volleyball as a senior, received a volleyball scholarship offer from Nebraska, even though she never played club volleyball, which you know people who know the modern volleyball scene know how, how exceptional that is. Then at Nebraska in basketball, she was All-Big Ten three times and All-America. She's the number two all-time leading scorer and rebounder in program history. She also played for the national team, WNBA, second-round draft pick, and is still playing professionally. I think there's no question that for Alliance's all-time best athlete, I'm going to go with Jordan Hooper. Okay, let's head back east for our next school. Let's look at the Beatrice High Orangemen. Uh, Mather had a tie, as I mentioned earlier, between Everett, Pid Purdy, class of 1923, and Bob Hahn, uh, the class of 1960. Now, Mather had Pid Purdy graduating in 1922. Uh, so when I went looking him up, and, and honestly, I didn't know anything about old Pid, um, I had a little trouble finding him. He actually graduated in 23, but I see why Mather got confused. Uh, Purdy was All-State football as a junior in 1921. He was an important player on their basketball team as a junior, played third base in the spring on the baseball team. But midway through his senior year, so the fall of 1922, he's declared ineligible by the state for playing baseball for money in the summer. He played in some tournaments where I'm sure the winners received some money. Uh, The people in Beatrice were up in arms. (laughs) They thought there were plenty of boys in Omaha who had played in very similar tournaments and who weren't uh, declared ineligible. Uh, But Purdy didn't play again except in the Thanksgiving Day game. Beatrice was playing a series at the time with Applegate, Wisconsin. And uh, Beatrice traveled up there on Thanksgiving to play, and they played Purdy. Uh, I guess if they were out of state, they felt he was eligible. Uh, They still lost, by the way. They had beaten Applegate uh, the year before. 
But Purdy goes on uh, to play four years of Major League Baseball and have a long baseball career and two years of NFL football with the Packers. What's most amazing is his career with the Cincinnati Reds and the Green Bay Packers overlap between 1926 and 1929. Of course, the NFL of those days wasn't quite the NFL we know it today. Still, that's quite an impressive feat. Now, Bob Hahn... Uh, Athlete of the Year in 1960, Uh, he won hurdle gold medals as a sophomore uh, and three more as a junior and senior. He was uh, honorable mention All-State as a junior and then All-State as a senior in 1959. He was an All-Stater in both 59 and 60 in basketball, including playing on the state championship team in 1959. He went to Nebraska and was a football captain for Devaney during the Devaney turnaround years and played five years in the NFL. I think, uh, I see why Mather had trouble picking between those two. Uh, I think I would probably lean towards Hahn just because he had a better all-around career. Uh, Mather picked those two over Bill Hawkins, an athlete of the year from 1952, who'd been a second-teamer all-state football and had been all-conference basketball and a state hurdle gold medalist and a three-year football and track letterman at Nebraska. Since 1980, uh, I think maybe the best candidate is Danielle Davey, class of uh, 2010, all-Nebraska football, track gold medal in the 100-200, four-year letterman for Nebraska at football, and signed a free agent contract in the NFL. But those who uh, have been watching the current prep scene know that uh, maybe the best candidate to unseat Bob Hahn as Beatrice's best-ever athlete uh, is just a junior this year. Uh, Cameron Jurgens, uh, already uh, an All-State football player, an important player on uh, Beatrice's uh, basketball teams as both a freshman and a sophomore, already a discus gold medalist uh, and, uh, and pushing some record tosses there, and already has a Nebraska football offer as a class of 2018, but I, but I guess we'll have to let that history play out. Next we get Bellevue High and Bellevue East. Uh, the Chieftains, and uh, Mather's choice was Rick Bonas, class of 1972, all-Nebraska football player, played in the Shrine Bowl, was a two-year basketball starter for the Chieftains, averaged 15 points a game, uh, goes on to play at Nebraska as a center, is a two-time All-American, has a four-year career in the NFL. Um, Another Chieftain from that era, uh, Monty Anthony, class of 1974, uh, Uh, placed in the discus twice. He was fifth in the state as a junior and second as a senior to a teammate. Uh, He was all-state football and went on to become the first uh, IBAC to start as a freshman at Nebraska ever. Then from the post-1980 era is Robert Rands, uh, who broke Gail Sayers' long jump record from 1961, 44-year-old record, one of the oldest high school records in the nation, Nebraska's oldest record. Uh, He was a three-time Class A long jump champ. Uh, He's the only person to ever do that. He was an all-Nebraska football player and uh, got a a football scholarship for Nebraska. Ended up being a three-time track letter winner at Nebraska. I think, though, I have to stick with Rick Bonas uh, as Bellevue East's all-time greatest athlete. Across town, 
the younger of the two schools. Uh, Bellevue West had only been open for a couple years when Mather chose Daryl Stovall, class of 1978. And I've got to admit, I, I, I didn't know very much about Daryl. Uh, but when I went digging, I see that he was a, uh, a great candidate for this. He was All-State basketball captain in 1978. He had also been All-State in 77. Uh, he was All-State in baseball his junior and senior years as well. Uh, he scored 1,000 points in his basketball career at Creighton University, was drafted by both the NBA and Major League Baseball, and uh, had a one-year pro baseball career that wasn't wasn't super successful, but but definitely uh, I agree with Mather's pick uh, when he was picking in 1980. Since then, though, Bellevue West has had uh, several people uh, who are possible candidates. In the class of 1991 was Clester Johnson, All-State football twice, the state runner-up in wrestling at 189 pounds, has two track uh, hurdle gold medals, uh, went to Nebraska during that great national championship run and was a three-year starter uh, on two national championship teams. Cluster Johnson would be uh, probably a good pick to unseat Daryl Stovall if he hadn't also went to high school with Eric Strickland. Uh, Eric Strickland was class of 1992. He was all Nebraska in football, basketball, and baseball as a senior. That had never been done before or since. Uh, he was two-year All-State in both basketball and football. He went on to play basketball at Nebraska, played three years of minor league baseball at the same time, and then uh, ended up in the NBA for nine years in a row. Uh, a couple female athletes uh, look pretty good in the Bellevue West history, too. Angie Henry, uh, class of 94, three track gold medals. She ends up being an NCAA long jump champion and competed professionally on the track in Europe. And then just graduated last spring, Chloe Akin Otiko, a 12-time track gold medalist, including a four-year sweep of the 100 and the 200, and she added to that all Nebraska basketball credentials. Uh, she would have a pretty good chance at this if it wasn't for Strickland. I think you've got to go with Eric Strickland, uh, probably one of the best athletes ever in Nebraska as the Bellevue West best athlete of all time. Boys Town? Uh, Boys Town, uh, you know, kind of the opposite of, of, of some of the other Omaha schools where their brightest days are now. Uh, you know, you look back at Bellevue, uh, not a lot of candidates from pre-1970 because that was a pretty small school. On the other hand, Boys Town was a much bigger school uh, back in its history. And Mather's pick was from the class of 1966, Ken Geddes. He was 1965 uh, all-class, all-state football. He ran the third leg on Boys Town's mile relay team uh, that won the gold medal at the state track meet. He started on Boys Town's basketball team that won the Class A title in 1966. He went on to play uh, college football at Nebraska. Uh, he was all Big 8. Uh, as a linebacker in 68 and as a middle guard in 69, he was drafted by the NFL and played eight years for the Rams and the Seahawks. I thought that... Uh, he, you know, he might kind of stand alone at Boys Town until I ran across a name from 1958, Wilburn Hollis. Uh, starting quarterback at Boys Town, as a sophomore, he intercepted two passes to preserve a huge 7-7 tie with Creighton Prep. He was the first African-American player ever honored as a Prep All-American. Uh, Boys Town wasn't listed a lot in All-State uh, lists in that era because they were traveling so much. Uh, so he doesn't have those all-state honors, uh, but he was on a mile relay team that set a state record. He was all-tournament uh, in the state uh, basketball tournament as a junior. 
Uh, he was honored as All-State uh, basketball in Class A as a senior. He started at quarterback for the University of Iowa, was All-Big Ten and second-team All-American, and led the Hawkeyes to a Big Ten title as a junior before he was uh, his senior year was cut short with an injury. And I really think I kind of lean toward Wilburn Hollis, Class of 1958, as the Boys Town uh, all-time best athlete. It's interesting to me that Hollis is not in the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame. Uh, which I think is is probably an oversight. On next, we go to the Columbus Discoverers. Uh, Mather had a pick from way back, who I didn't really know anything about, Charles Brock, class of 1935. Now, first of all, if he graduated in 1935, that means he graduated from Columbus Kramer High School, a high school uh, named after an early Columbus superintendent. Uh, it's always weird to see Columbus Kramer High School like Columbus in that day had like multiple schools, <laughs> which of course they didn't. Uh, but Kramer High School always uh, catches my interest. Uh, Charles Brock, though, uh, is no fluke. He lettered in football, basketball, and track all four years at Columbus. He was All-State football and All-State basketball as a junior and a senior, both of those. Uh, he was state tra- champion in the shot put and discus. Uh, he went on to Nebraska, lettered three times in football, was a two-time all-conference performer and a two-time All-American. He also added in one year uh, as a track letterman at Nebraska. He played for nine years for the Green Bay Packers, was All-Pro in 1945, and named to the NFL's 1940s All-Decade team. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good resume. Uh, Mather picked him over Tom Ernst, an athlete of the year in 1959, uh, who had been a four-year starter in football, had played basketball at Columbus, was a gold medal shot putter as well at state track, and an outstanding pitcher for his American Legion baseball team, including nine career no-hitters. He was a three-year starter for Nebraska baseball and played on the 1962 Husker uh, Gotham Bowl team. More recent candidates, uh, Corey Schlesinger, class of 1990, two-time All-State football. He was captain of the All-State team as a senior, two-time 189-pound state wrestling champion, beating Cluster Johnson, who we talked about earlier. Uh, He was a three-time letter winner at Nebraska and scored the winning touchdowns in the Orange Bowl game versus Miami to clinch that great 1994 national title. He went on to a 12-year NFL career with the Detroit Lions. Uh, top female athlete, Laura Pilikowski, class of 1999, a three-time All-Nebraska volleyball player, uh, second-team All-Nebraska basketball as both a junior and a senior. She was class A long jump champion as a sophomore, a two-time All-American in volleyball at Nebraska, including the two t- 2002 year where they won the national title. And then once her volleyball eligibility was up, she joined the basketball team and helped them out for a year. Now, I got to admit, when I first uh, started doing this, I thought, uh, well, Columbus High, Schlesinger will be a no-brainer. Uh, but looking back at, uh, at uh, Charles Brock's resume from 1935, I, I don't think I can disagree with Mather. I think Charles Brock is still the greatest Columbus discoverer athlete of all time. Next, we'll look at the Creighton Prep Junior Jays. Uh, Mather had Rex Barney, who he had listed as class of 1940, uh, making it a little tough on me because Rex Barney was really class of 1943. 
uh, once I found where Rex really was in history, I, I saw why Mather had chosen him. Uh, he was Omaha World Herald All-State Basketball in 43, uh, was a star baseball player uh, for several teams in Omaha, including uh, winning the state baseball tournament for prep two of his four years in high school. He went on to a great pro career. He pitched for eight years for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And then uh, I found this very interesting. He ended up being the Baltimore Oriole, Orioles longtime public address announcer. So Rex Barney, uh, definitely a good candidate. Mather chose him. Uh, over another prep athlete, uh, Wally Anderzunas. I hope I'm getting that name right. Class of 1964. He was All-Nebraska basketball as a junior and senior, a prep All-American in basketball. He went on to be a top 10 all-time scorer at Creighton in basketball and was drafted in the second round uh, of the NBA and had a one-year career. Uh, that's pretty good, but, but I can see why uh, Mather stuck with Barney. Uh, since then, uh, I looked at Kerry Trotter, class of 1982, a member of that great uh, 1982 All-State basketball team. Trotter was a two-time All-Nebraska basketball player uh, after playing for prep for four years. Uh, he'd been second-team All-Nebraska as a sophomore. He was the uh, first freshman to score in the Class A State basketball tournament in 20 years, as we talked about in an episode early. Earlier, he was a McDonald's and Parade All-American and a four-year player at Marquette who was captain uh, of the Warriors as a senior. Uh, another great prep athlete uh, from after 1980 is Junior Bryant. Uh, 1989, All-State football, played on three football state championship teams. He still owns the prep shot put record. He played football at Notre Dame in six years in the NFL with the 49ers. And then in 2005, Zach Potter, uh, a multi-sport Athlete, all Nebraska in basketball, all Nebraska football captain, played football at NU, and then had a short NFL career. Potter's probably the best of those candidates, but I think I'll stick with Mather and stick with Rex Barney. Class of 1943 is the greatest Creighton Prep Junior J ever. Next, we go to a school that's just making its way into Class A, the Elkhorn Antlers. Uh, Mather uh, had Lynn Johnson from the class of 1960 as their greatest all-time athlete. At the time, of course, Elkhorn would have been a Class C team in 1960. Uh, Johnson had been All-State Basketball Class C as a senior, and he had set uh, state tournament records for field goals made and most points in a game. Uh, I didn't find anything about Johnson playing any other sports. Uh, since then, of course, Elkhorn has gotten much bigger, and I think they have a couple great uh, post-1980 candidates. Uh, the first is from the class of 2000, Alice Schmidt. Uh, she won five gold medals, uh, 12 Class B state titles in track. Uh, she set the state record in the 800, which still stands. Uh, she won the 800 gold four straight times. That's only been done by 11 other athletes in state history. She held five school records when she graduated. Uh, she ran collegiately at North Carolina, was a two-time NCAA champion and a nine-time All-American, and ran in the Olympics for the United States in 2008 and 2012 and made the semifinals in 2012 in London. Uh, a couple other 
great athletes came out of the Elkhorn football program. Class of 2008, Trevor Robinson, a two-time All-State football player, uh, went on to play football at Notre Dame and had an NFL career. And then Jake Long, class of 2009, All-State football, also played on the state championship baseball team and played football at Nebraska. But I think for me, uh, it's Alice Schmidt, another uh, girl athlete who becomes uh, the greatest athlete in the history of the Elkhorn Antlers. Now, across town, we've got Elkhorn South, uh, a very young school. Uh, I think it's, it's tough to pick out a candidate, especially for a school that's starting in this age of, of specialization, looking for a, a multi-sport uh, athlete is tough. Uh, I think uh, Elkhorn uh, as a town is going to have two greatest female athletes because right now I would rank for Elkhorn South, Ariana Veland, class of 2016, uh, starter on state championship basketball team, an all-state soccer player, and a Division I soccer recruit uh, to Illinois as the greatest a- athlete ever for the Elkhorn South Storm. Next, we go to a traditional Class A school that's uh, moved all the way down to C1 in recent history, and that's the Fairbury Jeffs. Uh, Boy, this one's tough. Uh, Mather's pick for Fairbury is Bob Siegel, class of 1973, legendary basketball star uh, in Nebraska. Uh, Siegel scored in his first two games on the varsity as a freshman, 31 and 30 points, and really never slowed down throughout his career. He was All-State basketball three times and was a receiver uh, on uh, Fairbury's football teams of the era. Probably his only competition comes from the class of 1997, John Beerbaum, an all-state basketball player, an incredible athlete and dunker, I remember, uh, who also played football and, uh, and dabbled in some track and golf for the Jeffs. He ended up playing basketball at Boston College, uh, was a team captain as a senior, and led BC to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, I just don't think you can unseat Bob Siegel in Fairbury, though. Uh, To me, uh, Bob Siegel will always be the ultimate Fairbury Jeff. Fremont High is next. Uh, Mather split the award between Hollis Thurston, class of 1915, so that's, that's reaching back as far as we have, and Rich Baugh, class of 1971. Uh, John Hollis Sloppy Thurston, (laughs) class of 1915. They always had better nicknames back then. Uh, I don't know much about his career at Fremont High, but I do know he was a Major League Baseball pitcher for nine years. In 1924, he won 20 games pitching for the White Sox. And I know that one time he faced the 1927 Murderer's Row Yankees in front of 74,000 fans on a July 4th. Now, he lost 12-1 to and re- was relieved after four innings, but he was relieved by the great Walter Johnson. So, you know, still quite an amazing career. Uh, Rich Baugh's resume is a little more traditional, <laughs> at least as far as our list goes. Uh, in 1971, he was an All-State back uh, in football, actually in both 69 and 70 as a junior and a senior. He was a two-time All-Conference pick in basketball, won the All-Class Gold Medal in the 400-yard dash, uh, he ran a 49-6, uh, was a member of the second-place uh, gold medal relay team that set a school record, uh, and uh, he qualified for state in the long jump and triple jump, as well as being a starting shortstop on the junior uh, American Legion baseball team. Uh, Mather uh, bypassed a couple athletes of the year to choose those two guys. 
Uh, John Neff was a Fremont Tiger in 1952. He was two-time All-Nebraska in football and basketball, uh, led the team to state basketball title as a junior and a runner-up finish as a senior, was a state track qualifier and played football at Stanford after turning down an appointment to the Naval Academy. I'm not sure I wouldn't have uh, picked Neff uh, over those two guys. Uh, In 1957, Mike Eisenman, uh, was All-State football and basketball. Placed in the 100 and the 200 at state track, was a baseball All-American, uh, went to Princeton to play football, uh, and also lettered in track there, and as an adult has won uh, numerous awards in rugby and rowing. Uh, not a lot of guys we get to mention rugby and rowing awards for. Uh, after 1980, I think there are a couple pretty good Fremont candidates. Uh, Jerry Godowski, class of 1986, who was the first ever junior to win the World Herald's Athlete of the Year award. He was All-State football and basketball as both a junior and a senior. Uh, he had eight track gold medals, two as a freshman. Uh, he went on to, be, to play Nebraska football and uh, started a quarterback as a senior. Uh, then in 2007, uh, Matt Donahue was All-State football and won the gold medal in the 400 meters, and he ended up playing football at Ohio. Uh, Gadowski, who continues to coach Division I football at Vanderbilt now, uh, I think is my pick. I think I would pick him over Baugh and Thurston and even over Neff. Uh, so my Fremont Tiger, best athlete of all time, Jerry Gadowski. Now we head out west. Uh, the Gearing Bulldogs. Mather's pick is, is Larry Rice, class of 1966. Uh, Rice was honorable mention Class A basketball as a junior uh, in Class A, and then Gearing went to Class B in 66. He was honorable mention basketball there. He was Class B long jump champion in 66, and he was a district champion both the long jump and the high hurdles in 66. He's Mather's... Uh, best athlete of all time at Gehring, and I don't think I can argue with that. I don't have any other names from Gehring in the Hall of Fame or on those Athlete of the Year lists, so I'm going to stick with Larry Rice as the greatest Gehring Bulldog of all time. Now we move back to central Nebraska for a school that has plenty of candidates, uh, Grand Island High. Uh, For the Islanders, Mather chose Bobby Reynolds. Mr. Touchdown, who led the Islanders to two undefeated state championships in football. He was All-Nebraska football in 47 and 48. He was a three-year starter in basketball, including uh, two state titles and a state record win streak. Uh, He was honorable mention All-State basketball as a junior and was All-State as a senior. He played on American Legion baseball team for four seasons uh, in Grand Island. He was an All-American in football at Nebraska as a sophomore but before uh, being injured. Uh, he lettered three times in baseball at Nebraska and was drafted uh, by the NFL, but passed on that to try a mi- minor league uh, baseball career. Uh, it's going to be tough to top Bobby Reynolds. A couple athletes of the year from the 60s uh, that Mather bypassed, uh, Tom Millsap, 1963 All-State Basketball, a two-year football starter. Yeah, he won gold medals in the 100, the 220, and the relay as a senior. He set a... Uh, a state record in the two. He played center field and batted 300 for the American Legion baseball team and went to uh, Nebraska on a basketball scholarship but ended up being a track All-American for the Huskers. Uh, John Sanders, 1964, uh, 
was honorable mention all state football as a junior. He was all state as a senior. He was all state basketball as a senior. Won the discus gold medal. Set a state record after having been the discus runner up as a junior. He played four years on the GI Junior American Legion team, and then he went straight to pro baseball uh, from high school. And one of the most interesting stories I found digging through this, Sanders played one game. He played on opening day 1965 for the Kansas City A's. He pinch ran in the seventh inning and then never made it back to the majors again uh, to play in a game. He was the NU baseball coach uh, for 20 years. A third athlete of the year for the Islanders in the 60s was Randy Butts, uh, class of 1969. He was a relay Uh, gold medalist as a sophomore and had finished third in the high hurdles that year. As a junior, he won three gold medals in the low and the highs and in the relay and then did the same as a senior. He ran for two state championship track teams. He was the outstanding offensive player in the 1969 Shrine Bowl despite having missed much of his senior year of football with an injury. He was a Nebraska football recruit who played on the 1970 and 71 national championship teams and he lettered three times in track in Nebraska before transferring to Kearney State uh, to get more time on the football field where he became an NAIA All-American. He was then drafted by the Steelers in the 16th round of the NFL draft. Uh, Actually, of those three athletes of the year, I think Butts' resume probably is the best challenge to Reynolds. Uh, Another athlete in the pre uh, Pre-Mather era uh, was Jeff Finn, class of 77, honorable mention All-State basketball, All-Nebraska football, and uh, went on to uh, be a football starter at Nebraska. And Tom Rat- Rathman, who we mentioned in our 1980 episode, uh, high jump state champion as a junior, football, All-State only honorable mention, uh, an important part of a district champion basketball team. Uh, that honorable mention surprises us because, of course, he starred in football at NU, uh, really one of the first great fullbacks at Nebraska, and played on the Super Bowl champion 49ers during a distinguished NFL career and is now an NFL coach. The problem with Rathman is he might not even have been the best athlete in his graduating class uh, because the top female athlete at Grand Island, Kelly Benson Jeffries, graduated the same year. She was All-State in volleyball, All-State basketball, state high jump champion as a junior, led the Islanders to the 78 volleyball crown, the 79 basketball crown, and her basketball teams in 78 and 80 also played in the finals. She went to the University of Nebraska where she started 87 basketball games and then would continue winning games when she returned to her alma mater as a coach. Uh, She coached the Grand Island girls basketball team to 231 wins and four state tournaments. She coached the Islander girls golfers to the 2011 state championship game. Uh, Grand Island's had a few great athletes in this century. Uh, Kurt Mann, class of 2002, All-State football as a senior, All-Class A as a junior, a starter on the state championship basketball team, Class A state shot put champion uh, after two runner-up finishes, finished fifth in the discus, and went on to be a three-year starter at NU in football. Uh, 2002, Scott Usher, uh, the greatest swimmer in Grand Island history, a three-time state swim champion. He went on to be an All-American swimmer at Wyoming and finished seventh at the 2004 Olympics in the breaststroke. 
And finally, from the class of 2015, Kevin Cahoy, whose dad I'm sure we'll hear about when we get to the greatest Omaha South athletes of all time. Kevin Cahoy, class of 2015, all-Nebraska football, a two-time pole vault state champ, won the gold medal as a senior, a Division I baseball scholarship recruit of Creighton, who instead chose to go to Nebraska uh, to pursue the pole vault, where he's competing currently. Um, Boy, that's a great... Uh, roster of athletes uh, from Grand Island, but I think I've got to stick with Bobby Reynolds. Uh, There's only one Mr. Touchdown, and there's only one greatest Islander athlete of all time. Alphabetically, we stay right in the Tri-Cities with Hastings. Mather honored 1935 old-timer Johnny Hopp as the greatest Tiger ever. Hop's Hop's an understandable choice. He was a football and basketball standout at Hastings High and then really made his name playing baseball professionally. Uh, 14 major league seasons on four World Series champions with the uh, Cardinals and the Yankees and was a major league baseball all-star in 1946. Tough to argue with that. Uh, Mather chose him over uh, some pretty good athletes. 1949, Chuck Stickles, a two-time All-Nebraska basketball player, led the Tigers to the Class A runner-up finish in 1949, went to Hastings College where he was an All-American in both basketball and football. He signed a pro baseball contract with the Chicago Cubs and was drafted by the NBA's Knicks. In 1955, somebody you've probably heard of, Tom Osborne, All-Nebraska football, all-Nebraska basketball as a senior. On a, and as a junior, he'd been on the state championship basketball team. He started for the American Legion baseball team that won the state championship and was offered a pro baseball contract. He was the state champion in the discus and the runner-up in the 440. He went on to play basketball and football at Hastings College and be drafted by the NFL 49ers. He plays Played three years in the league before, of course, uh, going on to coach Nebraska to 255 wins, 13 conference titles, and three national championships as the greatest college football coach of all time. Mather also bypassed one of the greatest gymnasts in Nebraska history, Dennis Albers, in the class of 1960, who led the Tigers to back-to-back state gymnastics championships as the all-around state champion, both as a junior and senior. He won gold medals in tumbling, trampoline, parallel bars, horizontal bars, and free exercise. He also lettered three years in track, winning a conference championship and setting the school record in the high jump. He went to Nebraska, where he led the gymnastics team to the 1964 for Big 8 Conference Championship while winning the all-around individually and four individual events. Another great Tiger athlete of the 60s, Wayne Weber, class of 1963, an all-state football player, a discus gold medal winner, and a starter on the state tournament basketball team. Jim White, class of 1968, state champion golfer on the state champion team, was an all-state basketball player who led the state in scoring his senior year, and a decorated amateur and professional golfer who won the 2004 PGA Senior Professional National Championship. Another Tiger athlete from the pre-1980 era, Doug Phelps, 1976. He was the first Nebraskan to clear seven foot in the high jump. He won three straight gold medals in the event. He broke the state high jump record five different times, was an all-conference quarterback in football, all-conference basketball on a state tournament team, was a three-year track letterman at Nebraska, and won the 1978 Big 8 indoor and outdoor high jump championships. Probably the greatest female athlete in Tiger history comes in the post-1980 era. 
Shauna Jones, class of 1986. She was a four-time undefeated in every race state cross-country champion. She was a five-time state track champion, a three-year starter in basketball, and is still on the school's all-time assist charts. Uh, a two-time uh, national age group cross-country champion before she even got to high school. In 1994, Bo Butenbeck uh, was all-Nebraska football quarterback on the state championship team, was all-Nebraska basketball on the state semifinal team, and played basketball at Cornell. Uh, you know, as much as I, I think Johnny Hopp was a great athlete, I think it's tough to bypass Tom Osborne as the greatest Tiger athlete of all time, four sports, plus a decorated uh, career afterwards. Uh, I'm going to pick Tom Osborne as the greatest Hastings Tiger athlete of all time. One more stop in the Tri-Cities with Carney. Uh, Mather split his greatest Bearcat award between Dick Lambert, class of 28, and Tom Heller, class of 67. Uh, Lambert I didn't know much about, <laughs> an old-timer, had to go digging. Uh, he was a great sprinter from very early on. He won the 100-meter gold medal as a freshman, a junior, and a senior. So three times, and winning it as a freshman, quite impressive. He was the first Nebraskan uh, to ever run a sub-10-second 100-yard dash. Uh, he added the 220 gold as a senior. He was also a football letterman as a junior before he decided to concentrate on track as a senior. Heller, from 1967, was All-State in both football and basketball. He qualified for the state track meet in the hurdles and the jumps. Uh, he led Kearney to Big Ten Conference titles in basketball and track. He was a scholarship recruit at Nebraska where he played for a year before leaving to join the Navy. Those are two pretty good candidates, but I think uh, the post-1980 era has probably been a little better for Kearney High. Uh, and it has some great candidates. First, in 1983, uh, Stacy Emming. Uh, the first mention I found of Stacy Emming when I went looking through her athletic career was as an all-star in the Kearney Little League pitching against boys and, and more than holding her own. Uh, in high school, she was all-state in volleyball as a junior and senior. She was all-state basketball for three years. Uh, she led her basketball team to a state championship as a junior and was the state shot put runner-up and went on to Nebraska to be a four-year starter in basketball. Uh, easily the greatest female, female athlete ever at Kearney High and definitely in the argument uh, for the all-around athlete. Uh, Drew Anderson, class of 2000, was uh, all-state tournament uh, in American Legion Baseball, was first-team All-Nebraska in football, was the all-class gold medal winner in both hurdles races, and helped Carney win four consecutive straight state track titles during their amazing run. He averaged 20 points per game in basketball as a senior and was a three-year letterman for Nebraska in baseball. He was drafted by the Major League Brewers and had an eight-year professional career, including a stint with the uh, parent club in Milwaukee in 2006. In 2004, probably Kearney's greatest track athlete in that run of great track athletes was Colby Whistle. Uh, he was a three-time state cross-country champion. He was a member of the 2003 state cross-country champs, and he was a member of two other runner-up teams. He was a two-time state champion in the mile, a two-time state champion in the two-mile, and a two-time state champion in the two-mile relay. He uh, set state records 
in the mile. Uh, he ran a 4.10, and in the two-mile, uh, he's in the Nebraska all-time top 10 in three different events. He was a two-time Kansas Relays champion in the mile relay, uh, was a member of three state championship track and field teams. Uh, the track team was undefeated in his three years at Kearney. He was the two-time Nebraska Gatorade Track Athlete of the Year. He went to the University of Kansas where he ran cross-country and track and field, a three-time All-American and a nine-time All-Big 12 athlete, and he owns the University of Kansas school record in the 3,000. As amazing as Whistle is uh, in the running events, and as amazing an athlete as, as Stacy Emming was, and you know, really my first instinct was that she was the greatest Bearcat of all time. I think I'm going to go with Drew Anderson, class of 2000. You know, really a four-sport standout: track, baseball, uh, basketball, and football. Uh, Drew Anderson, the greatest Kearney Bearcat athlete of all time. All right, I think that's probably a pretty good place to to take a break. We're about ready to head for the Lincoln Schools, and that will be a great start to our episode next time. Until next time, this has been Suiting Up Varsity. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at SuitUpVarsity. See us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SuitingUpVarsity. When you get there, you can ask questions about Nebraska high school sports history, leave suggestions for future episodes, or just tell me how stupid I was to overlook a certain athlete at a certain school. We hope to hear from you soon. Also, if you like the podcast, take time to rate us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. It helps others find our show. This has been Suiting Up Varsity, Volume 3, written and produced by me, Greg Mays, technical and research assistance by Tate Mays, helpful audio advice and encouragement from Chris Shukai, and as always, dedicated to Jerry Mather, the godfather of Nebraska high school sports history and the inspiration for this podcast. Suiting Up Varsity is the anchor show of the Nebraska Varsity Network, copyright 2016.